Seahawks fans, wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Keith Myers, welcome into the show, man. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Um, welcome back. Yeah, um, good to have you. Good to have you back and and everything. I hope everything's doing doing well with um, after your procedure. And yeah. um, you know, we had an extra few days. We were originally going to record this on Friday, but the game got can- well not canceled, but postponed. So we postponed recording because we didn't even know who was going to be playing. Yes. As of when we were going to record this. And yeah, so, so we're recording uh, Monday early afternoon and uh, there's a Monday night game. Game's currently scheduled for the Seahawks Rams Tuesday evening. And now there's further implications. In fact, we were just talking about it right before we push record about the COVID-19 implications, the decisions yeah. that the leads, leagues make, not only affecting <clears throat> this game, but a couple other games. But I know that you had, you league, wanted to talk about that. So let's just, talk about that. The league just completely screwed over Seattle. And that's that's exactly what happened. They Not completely, on purpose. No, they actually they kind of did, because what they did was they they said, okay, the Rams aren't going to be competitive, so we're going to delay True. this game and give yes. them a chance to get all their players back, and simultaneously we're going to make the Seahawks play on four days rest after this game. Yes. So rather than giving, rather than upholding their own policy there's a memo sent out to the teams from the league office that says hey unlike last year we are not postponing games if you get into a major problem with covid you're going to have to forfeit um they decided to violate their own policy that that was unvaccinated players no, that policy was, specifically it, said unvaccinated this, in, that, in the language this the policy said that they were not postponing games it was designed to get players to get vaccinated and not have a huge swath of players that were unvaccinated um so tell me in detail what what bothers you the most about this situation what as it came down and as it's progressed what bothers me about this situation is the league came out with language and with a policy and says we will not postpone games this year but then one of the teams, then an LA team that is, you know, viewed as a playoff team and a potential, um, big you know, team. big market, but also title contending team, suddenly had this COVID outbreak, and they go, "Whoa, let's back up. We're going to ignore our own policy and give them an extra two days to get healthy." And guess what? A whole bunch of their players right. have now been gotten help. And the Raiders and Browns and the Vikings and Bears were also impacted as well as the Washington and the Eagles games as well. So, so we weren't the only one. I'm just going to say we weren't, the, we weren't only the only teams ones. that were affected. We weren't the only teams that were affected. But um, but this was the biggest game this was the affecting biggest the game. biggest contender. Yes. And they pushed it to Tuesday. Right, so they gave the the Rams all the the, the days to get all the guys back, um, and see, what would you next- what would you in retrospect? 
Now I'm just going to say, okay, first of all, I'll ask you this. If the roles were reversed, Seattle was affected. Seattle was a playoff contending team. What would you have liked to have seen the league do given the very similar situation happened to Seattle? They need, they should have given, uh, <clears throat> if the roles were reversed, what I would have wanted to them see is, um, because I'm a homer, I would have probably said this, right? Delay the game, give the give the CX a chance to get guys back. Um, but that's not the point. The point is, what is the right thing to do? And the right thing to do is, if you send out a thing saying, our policy this year is that we are not going to postpone games, then you don't postpone games. I had, I and disagree find, in a little, you find a little a, you, bit. You find because a way I think to that there's a, I th- yeah, that, and that's what I'm going to reach into right there, what you just said. I think t- things change. I mean, policies are written. Policies are written or typed and, and memos are sent out. It's mandated. But it doesn't necessarily mean that things you can't adapt and you can't create a situation or a compromise that tries to work. And I think that's what they genuinely tried to do because it's hard. The league doesn't want to lose money. You don't want to penalize teams for a whole bunch of players that were trying to do the right thing. All of them, all of them vaccinated. All of them, that's not, not one true. that wasn't. That, not, not one of them on that on the Rams list. That's that, not true. To my knowledge, is <clears throat> unvaccinated. No. Go look at the policy and how long people are out for. There are a bunch of those players that are were out because they were on. They're they're out for longer because they're unvaccinated, and they're the only ones that are still. I out. have not heard that. I have not heard that. Okay, so all the players that were vaccinated are now back. They're now. That's, eligible to return and they're back they brought they had 20 what was it 26 players and now they've got what 11 on the on the on the list because everyone else got vaccinated or got um got okay. activated today so mid-season change in a, in a policy that benefited a team mid-season change in a policy that did not it also benefits, announced. it also benefits the league because you still remain you still have all the games being played without weird asterisk crap going on i'm just devil's advocate here um so everyone gets to play eventually yes it did impact the seahawks the seahawks ended up having six players come up on the list we had two six. last week that would have been impacted anyway and they six. remain on the yeah. list and, and four others four, appeared four others on the list that now since won't... the game now has been yeah, delayed that would right? have played would have played on sunday but we but don't know for sure if any of those four starters we don't know if, and, and it's a crapshoot who gets on covid less we don't know for sure at this point monday afternoon at noon when we're recording whether any of those players will come back we don't know if any other players will be added we just don't now You're right, the same is don't. the same with the Rams. The Rams could add players. They could subtract players. I don't know. Here's the deal. We're playing Tuesday night. We yeah. are. We're playing. They're playing Tuesday night. They're playing a game. Um, and then they play again four days later. Yes. In a now situation. That's, that's, a, that's a tough deal, but it's not, it's not like it's, um, you know, players play Sunday and then play Thursday. So this but is. But the CX already did that. Every team well, they, in the we league already is did required. That. I get that. Every and team we play some required to play do that Monday once, and then play and Sunday. Sucks, so this and nobody is one wants more, to do it. This is one more game in addition to a, like a Monday and then rest. This is a Tuesday every, and rest. Every team, every team has to. Here's do the situation. The, thir- the Seahawks just, let me have fin- no, let 2%. Let me finish for a second. Will you let me finish for a second? Because you've been like Absolutely. talking over me. So. 
every single team has to do the third, the Sunday to Thursday, the four day rest thing once. And it sucks. And every player hates it. Every coach hates it. Everyone speaks out against it. And they said, it's bullshit. And we should never have to do this. And nobody ever wants to do it. And then now, because the Rams couldn't take care of their own business, they couldn't be bothered to keep guys um, out of clubs and you know doing what they need to do to stay healthy. They couldn't get guys to wear masks during meetings. They couldn't do their thing because the Rams didn't follow their the the necessary protocols to keep an outbreak from attacking their entire locker room. Now the Seahawks have to do it again. They have to deal with this crap of playing on four days rest, which every single one of them hates and everything single one of them says is a complete bullshit that it even exists in the NFL. Um, they have to do it a second time. And how many other teams have to do it a second time? One other um, set of teams has to do it a second time. And that other set of the team that also got screwed over by it in that one, because it got pushed back against what they did is also speaking out and saying it's complete and utter bullshit that they have to do it. It isn't just a, Oh, write it off as a nothing thing. It's no, it's, it's not a nothing deal. thing. I'm just saying here we are. At least here when we you, are, <clears throat> at least when you get a Thursday night game, both teams are going into the Thursday night game on four days rest where they are both, um, not having not practiced, both having essentially no game plan, both with guys seriously banged up and not have enough time time to um to fully heal and and get ready. Yes. What's going to happen? What's going to happen next week is this that was the Seahawks literally are going to a, a luck of the draw or a unluck of the draw situation for Seattle. But it's not, it could have been not. any team. It could have it, been any team it, that was facing it, it, the Rams this week. It doesn't matter. It isn't a luck of the draw. It is a league decision that said we value the Rams getting this win more than any kind of competitive balance. That's the problem. They cared more about making sure the Rams had an opportunity to get that win. I think it's a slightly put, bigger picture than that, but I'll, I'll, your, pressure valid, on, your point is put, valid, Keith. Because your, if points it was, are, your points are absolutely valid, all of them. Everything that you've said is completely valid, but if they're also completely irrelevant. In a sense, it's in that this irrelevant. game is going to go on, life's going to go on, the league's going to, the, the standings are going to count at the end of the year. This game's going to get played. We're yes, going to play next Sunday. The Rams will also exactly. play next Sunday. It should have been played exactly how, as the policy that was written and issued to teams ahead of time said that the game was going to be played. And if the Rams couldn't field a team, then they weren't, they're going to forfeit. But what they could have done and what they should have done is open up and say, you know what? Every single member of your practice squad is available Mm -hmm. to you so that way you can field a team we're yes. going to give you roster exemptions from other players and those that are on your quote-unquote shadow roster those that bounce on and off your practice squad all season depending on matchups and what you need for your scout team all of those players are going to be available to you too so that way you can get um you know the the guys that are on your roster plus 14 other guys that sure. you can get up and get on your roster and get out there to play so that you can field the team. That's yeah. what should have happened. That's what the league indicated that was likely to happen when before when they said we're not rescheduling games, you're gonna have to forfeit. What they you also know, the said only was, thing that gives me the solace, part. The only thing that gives me a little bit of solace in this is that the players association and the league came together on this particular policy. I think it was early on that the player association 
was advocating for this as well. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's perfect. Um, obviously not. And obviously it is weighted. Um, as as ideal as the league tries to make things and as even as they do, and, and it's, you know, when you're dealing with 32 markets, 32 teams, it's not always going to be perfect. But I think overall, the league does try to be fair. They create policies that are equitable, et cetera. This is definitely a situation that is completely unique. And it's not completely unique. It is look, completely no, unique. because you only have to look back to And last it's not year. just affecting look this to, game and look what these happened, two teams. Look this what is a, poly, this is a situation. Hold when on, they Keith. postponed games, they postponed games for certain teams, and they didn't. They refused to postpone games for other teams. But things adapt. Okay. No. So here's the situation. This is exactly the same. This isn't them adapting. This is them not changing. Even when and, they said they over did. 130 players were out at some point this week and continue to be out and coming back in and so forth from COVID 19. And in this situation, it's impacting lots of games, lots of starters, lots of key players in and out this week. This game tonight against the Bears, the Bears are ravaged. They have 20 players on the COVID list. This game is not being postponed. The yes, betting, hold on, Keith, let me make a point. Postponed. This, the betting oh my God. line. It's not being postponed. I understand. Everyone, the Bears still have to play. Why don't the Rams? Right. Go back to the last year. They they postponed games for certain teams and other my, teams. They said, screw my you. My point play is anyway. we're not the only team getting screwed. And my point is the reason why the Seahawks are being screwed is because the league is not following policy. They are not being consistent. They are not doing what they should be doing. I agree. If they were being consistent and following their policy and then the Seahawks got screwed, fine. But they don't care. They want. They don't care. The Seahawks get screwed. They it's care. It's a money-driven. It's a money-driven league. Keith. It's a com- competition-driven league. Yeah, it's about money, but it, it the league makes money because of the competitive balance, because of the things that they've set up, because of the fact that there's a certain amount of you know what. Even if you're a small market team like Cleveland, if you're good, you're good, and that's yeah. what matters. Right. And on the whole, I think they do a great job at that. But they don't. On the whole. They've never done a good job about that. They have never once in the history of this league done a good job about that. That's the problem. Go back to when the Seahawks were great in you know 2013 and 2014. And they played nine. In one year, they played nine teams that were coming off their bye. You, don't, you think that wasn't intentional? Of course it was intentional. Go back to when uh, Vinny Testaverde's helmet counted as a football for a touchdown, which yeah. keep, kept Seattle out of the playoffs. Listen, oh, we're, dealing with, we're dealing with human oh, it beings. Let the, it let the New York team get in. <laughs> you we're think it doesn't matter? There are countless examples. Sure. How many? How but many, this happens how many not in a... Of this calls is not does Tom Brady in get a that, vacuum that, key? That this is not don't. just happening to Seattle. No, it's not. It happens to different teams at different times because people, we are human. We are dealing with people in a human league that are operated by humans that make stupid mistakes. And 
we try to correct those and overcome those over time. For me, I'm just more of an optimist. I don't see it like as everyone's coming down on a particular situation or a particular team to punish. No, it's there's like, no, there is no, there, that's the thing is there is no, there's they're no not also, there. I don't it's believe, a, hold on Keith, let me finish. Let me finish. I also don't believe that the league is trying to lift up certain they are. teams to elevate Absolutely. them because they don't need to be elevated. They're already good. Like they're not trying to do such an overarching favor to the Rams that it's just crazy. But they they're are. just trying to feel the team so they don't lose a game. So fans can that have made travel plans can still go and can you know, it's there's a lot fans more that, to it push, than just like pushing it back two games. Everyone that made football. travel plans had their travel plans screwed, right? But they had an opportunity to adjust. I mean, no, they nobody has an opportunity to adjust from at a least they had an opportunity, to to, they had an opportunity to sell tickets, you know, all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying, Keith, is that everyone's trying. We're not, it's not a perfect situation, it was never going to be perfect, even if they tried to play the game, the Rams would have felt like. Oh my God, we got overwhelmed by a situation that was out of our control and we had to forfeit a game because things just got out of hand league-wide. It wasn't just us. It there were hundred over a hundred teams. It was three teams. Or hundred players. There, yeah, there's there was over 130 players. players there was a, that were you, impacted. You've got, you've got two or three here and three or four there, and then you have three teams that didn't take standard safety protocols during their meetings that ended up with a whole bunch of teams and of those three teams they were okay postponing a couple of games to help certain teams but not okay with postponing i think that you would have seen bears i think that you would have seen if if the same thing would have happened to seattle where seattle had the rams roster but seattle still had its record I think that you would probably have seen that same scenario play out. I don't think that the, no. the league would have overlooked that and no. said, "Oh, Seattle, you're screwed. You're going to forfeit." Then explain, I don't. I don't think that that would have happened. I really explain, don't. Then explain the Bears. The Bears of are are losing players currently, right now. Explain. After it's already the schedule's already. They, they haven't announced for sure that the that the game isn't postponed, but it's. It looks like it's going to be played, and there looks like they're going to have a serious deficit. Schefter came may out not to, even be able to play. Schefter came out today and says, no, this game's not being postponed. So they'll yeah. postpone it for some teams, but not for others. It's the same thing they did last year when they postponed some games for certain teams, but refused well, the, to postpone others. And the worst for other part teams. about this game last night is the betting line, and I don't pay too much attention to that, but the betting line went from three to six and a half point favorites for the Vikings in this game because of this break outbreak. Yeah. So that's where it starts really kind of impacting money in the league and all that kind of stuff. So they will post anyway. games for some teams, but not for others. They okay. said, you know so what? Now, Chicago, that, now that we not, know that, does Chicago, that change your opinion not, on, on the NFL and the sports? I mean, you, you sound like I've you're, been, it's really, I've you're angry. Frustrated. I've been frustrated with this forever. And I'm never not going to be frustrated with it because the NFL does this. They did it. They're doing it now. They did it last year. They do it every year. Go in, go look at like, just go watch games and chart penalties, right? Certain teams get every call and other teams just don't. You've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. 
And it's not a, oh, it's what we think. And, you know, it seems to be that way. You go look at roughing the passer calls. The fact that the Seahawks actually got a couple roughing the passer calls um, against the 49ers was crazy because uh, in terms of hits and the, the percentage of hits uh, where a roughing the passer, passer call is given on Russell Wilson is about one quarter what it is for other certain names. Like Aaron Rodgers, for example. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, just yeah. there's a whole pile of them. Philip Rivers was that way. They were they would always get the call. And why do know, you think that is? Why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. Because certain teams and certain players move the needle. Why didn't Russell Wilson others? move the needle? Because he plays for Seattle. I don't get it. Not, why would that make a difference? Why would um, Seattle, like a Super Bowl winner, a finalist in 2014-15, you know, uh, be penalized in such a way uh, on purpose by a league that's trying to be vindictive in some way? No, no, no. You're doing it backwards. It isn't they're trying to punish Russell Wilson and Seattle. They're just not giving Russell Wilson and Seattle the Aaron Rodgers treatment where certain players are given, I don't know, call it the Michael Jordan rule, where he could take extra steps and do all sorts of things and not get calls. And if anyone breathed on him, he was they were called for a penalty. Like, star, there's, there are certain players that play for certain teams that are given, the rules are just different for them. Yeah. And it's been that way for Rodgers for a long time. It's been that way for Brady his entire career. It's been that way for Ben Roethlisberger his entire career. And yet you get other players that play for smaller market teams like Russell Wilson and Cam Newton that have never gotten those calls. And it isn't vindictive where they're trying to punish or or keep down those other teams. They just refuse to help them in the same way. The rules are different for certain teams. The rules are different for the Rams who get their game postponed when they have a COVID outbreak, but not for the Seahawks who now have to deal with a bunch of starters out that wouldn't have been and a game on short rest against a fully rested team. Let's talk about, let's shift the conversation. Thank you for making those positions known because I think it's really important. And I'm sorry I talked over to you earlier. <laughs> I uh, I was amped up too. But I'm, you know, for me, I just try to see things as balanced, as equal as I can because I don't, it's hard for me because I don't, I don't want to see what you're seeing. Just to be completely honest. I don't, I, and I'm not trying to put a blinder over my own eyes and I'm not trying to be oblivious. I really am not. I'm just trying to be as thoughtful about the process as possible and think of other ways that maybe those things occur for other reasons than that. And, I and think so it's, what, it's hard because yeah. I don't want to be biased in a situation where ultimately two Seattle's benefited for, from a few things over the years. And, 
I, I just see it balanced out over time. And it's hard being in a single market where you follow a single team and you see every single play uh, that goes for you and against you for life. And you remember those really hard calls and, and the non-calls and all that kind of stuff. And you don't see the action from every other team, every play all the time. So it's, it's hard to know how the, that impact is really uh, leveled out over the, the entire league. And so that's all I'm saying. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, and I hear that part. I'm just saying that you... And I understand you're you're wanting to not see it and trying to be positive about it, but you cannot argue with the fact that the NFL went out of its way to help a couple of playoff yes, teams it did. in the Rams yes, it and the Cleveland, and they refuse to make the same concession for the Bears. And they did the same exact thing last year. The bigger market teams, for the most part, and specifically the teams that were competing for a playoff spot got more concessions. They got more um, leeway. They got more benefit of the doubt than other teams did. And the league has consistently violated its own policy as written and distributed to teams in order to help certain teams and then leaned on that policy to not help others. So let's I'm talk about, let's there. let's talk about this game. Seahawks at Rams Tuesday night. Yeah. Um you have a a, a list of COVID-19 impact players and I do and uh, we're not matching up. The, the Rams are getting healthier, the Seahawks are being impacted now. Um we've got a total of six players. Let's talk about Seattle's players. Uh DJ okay. Reed, Brandon Shell, Travis Homer, Kerry Hyder, Tyler Lockett, Alex Collins all on the COVID-19 list. Alex Collins and Tyler Lockett have been on there the longest. We haven't heard any word, at least at the time of recording, that any of those players are expected back or have tested, have one negative test and need one more. I don't know exactly how that's going to work or, or if these guys are not available. Um, what is your word right now as to where we stand? Well, um, 
so the Seahawks are the league's most um, vaccinated team. They've, I think they had one player that was unvaccinated. And it was someone who um, had some other st- health stuff going on, and that's why they weren't at the start of the year. So every single one of Seattle's players that have tested positive for that are um, double vaccinated. Yeah, they're they're fully vaccinated, so they're in that they're in that part of the protocol where if they um, if they can if they if they're on the COVID list because of close contact, they need a negative test and they can play. And if they're on the um, the positive test test because of they tested positive, then it's a certain number of days or two negative tests. And that part still is coming out as to why certain players. Uh, I know that Lockett, for instance, tested positive, but he is. Um, vaccinated so if he can he's also asymptomatic so if he can end up testing negative um then he can get through it um part of the the two negative test part is because we are there have been some false positives and they didn't want there to be false negatives so um if lock since he's asymptomatic if he gets tested and it's uh positive they go okay that might have been a false positive so uh, if he can get two negative tests. Yeah, I understand then. that Alex Collins and Tyler Lockett did have symptoms early as well in the process. I don't know if they currently have symptoms, but that's why they went to the team in the first place, ended up having the negative or the positive test and then out. Yeah, um, The two players, the two players that I'm looking at, though, that on the CX that are going to impact this the most are DJ Reed and Tyler Lockett, obviously. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's their, um, their the best other players, quarterback and their best you know, random, uh Brandon Shell hasn't played for a few weeks. He might not have played anyway. Travis yep. Homer has minimum impact. Kerry Hyder's a role player. he's been hurt with the Alex injury. Collins also has been now replaced by Penny as far mm-hmm. as the primary back as well. And then we've got Adrian Peterson available. Yeah. So it, it comes down to it's really um, it's really those two guys because it's it's their best corner. Um, and a guy, this team that's been bad at corner, um, with the exception of him at, at times this I'm, year, I'm going against a pretty decent receiving core. Yeah, and down and in you, Los Angeles, and you also they've also lost um, Trey Brown, who was the other starter. So they're down yes. one starter now. They're now they're going to be down two. They don't have a second corner um, that's starter caliber on the roster. So um, you know, losing him would be terrible. And then. Lockett has been the most steady, stable contributor. On yeah, somebody roster. else would have to definitely step up. Freddie Swain would have to step up. Freddie so Swain I, is also on the list. Uh, Tyler Med, I didn't see that. Really? Did he just get added? No, um, he's on. I guess no, he was on the injury report, but oh, he, okay. is, he was back to a full participation. Um, um, you know, but, a guy like uh, DK Medcalf that, that has just you know has hit a hit and miss season he's he's doing okay but you would love to be able to see him have a big game in, in a game so like this he's he was so this is what happened this is Lockett was out because of um being on the covid list uh metcalf with a foot injury that he's battled all year um was limited participation on sunday d eskridge um was a limited participation earlier in the week um it looked like he was a full participant, um, right? And then Freddie Swain was a limited participant. Pretty much, if you were a wide receiver around Seattle, you did not 
participate this week yeah, in, crazy, in practice. It? Makes it hard for them to uh, to prep for a game. So here we are, though. The season's kind of, I mean, we have uh, 538.com listed this as having a 2% chance. I want to talk about the playoffs really quick. Um, I thought it was playoffs. 3%. <laughs> It was until this this weekend. Oh, um, it was it was until they they delayed the game and gave the Rams all their players back. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Check. There you go. So the current playoff standings: Packers are eleven three, Rams nine and four. That's the uh, that's the first five. Let's look at the wild card. So doesn't it even really matter at this point? Seattle sits at five and eight. They need at least three of these six and seven teams to lose two games. You know. Uh, Minnesota's ahead of us. They beat us. Washington's ahead of us. New Orleans ahead of us. Those those teams, even if even if we had identical records, would still be one up on us. Um, Unless so, it was a three way tie, right? So, so in, it's in it's going to be tough, regardless. In a two way tie situation, um, that would be true. In a three way tie situation, the rules are different. Um, the Seahawks are one game back. They're one game out of that of that last spot, um, and yeah, they have to pass a bunch of teams to get there. So that one game is a big deal, and yeah, a bunch of those teams they have to pass also have a tiebreaker. So that one game is an even bigger deal. Yeah, but they're they're one game back. Every game matters. They cannot lose a game. They cannot lose this game, and they're going to go into this game without their most productive player on offense without their best corner and then they have to even if they do get through this game they've then got to go and play on four days rest against a fully rested healthy team yeah i just here's the situation they've essentially created an impossible gauntlet Right. Um, for themselves with the losses earlier. Yeah, and the of league course. hasn't done it. The league has done them zero favors. Yeah, and zero they, favors, but man, they, they needed a ton of favors that didn't make any difference, really. Let's well, just be serious. The thing is they, we had a less than five percent chance, Keith. I mean, that's ninety-five percent chance. We're not gonna make the playoffs, we're not going anywhere. We if we made the playoffs, we probably wouldn't be going anywhere. And we just don't have they, a roster to compete. If they hadn't moved this game. The Seahawks would be walking into a game that should be a fairly easy win. Yes, but also the Cardinals walked into the Lions and got torn up this weekend. I mean, a lot of teams are walking into games that they should be winning and, and not. So who knows, right? We could still win this game. We could they the Rams could be completely distracted. Seattle's hyper focused. Pete's got them, you know, in playoff mode this year, no matter what, anyway, because that's just the way they are in December. We could go in and take this game. I mean. It's one of those, it's to me, I, you know, I just love football. I'm, I'm anxious to watch the game. I want to see good players, good play, uh, out of the, out of the team that we field, you know, if Tyler Lockett's not out there and, and, uh, Alex Collins and DJ reads, let's let somebody else step up. We talked about that earlier. Anyway, this is the time of the year that we wanted to see other players have opportunities. Let's, mm-hmm. let's see what Eskridge is about. You know, uh, let's see if Eskridge can have seven or eight. Uh, catches for 100 yards and a, and a touchdown um, yeah except if, for he didn't practice most of the week so but nonetheless if he's, if he's going to be in the lineup he's going to be able to play so let's let him have an opportunity um okay. uh, what else are we going to do we, somebody's got to step up let's see if he steps up you know no, and, of, of and course. So, they they just um 
this game had right the C so just look at it in just the wide receiver versus defensive back setting. Um because the game got pushed back, the Rams got Jalen Ramsey back, who's probably the best corner in the league. Yeah. And Seattle lost Tyler Lockett. Yeah. So it went from being major advantage Seattle to major advantage LA. Right. Because of the uh delay. Yes. But so, what are you gonna do? Here's the delay. We're playing Tuesday night. So I mean, just gotta have to write it off. I mean I, I can't worry about the lineups anymore. Now the game's going to get on. Or we're going to play. It's going to be on. We're going to have the players that we have. They're going to have the players they have. We're going to play the game. So I'm not worried about the individual matchups anymore. I'm worried about how we perform, how we execute our game plan, how, what kind of energy we come out with. Are we really still fighting as a team? Um, all that kind of stuff. That's the stuff that I'm really interested in in this game. All this other stuff by the time that the kickoff happens is a complete distraction. And so I'm trying to look forward to the actual kickoff because at that point, everything else that happened prior to that moment is done. And so yeah, it is what it team, is. The team it just is, has to, is. they have to do what they, they can to try and pull out. Um, Owen. I'm just, I yeah. am. And does it, it doesn't even matter that, I mean, as far as we win or not. I mean, it seems like the, the season's over as far as after the regular season. It just does. It, it, oh, I don't absolutely. know that we have like a, a real chance to get into the playoffs with those teams in front of us. Um, so to me, I think the character of the, of the situation is the most important thing right now. Um, Pete's always done a really good job pulling teams together late in the season um it's hard this year because obviously the record at five and eight is less than optimal and he's faced some challenges this year with russell wilson being injured and you know other things that just didn't work out for whatever reason we'll have a lot of off season to analyze that but um it, it's important to me to see the character of the team the energy the fight remaining the um, leadership ability of key players, um, players that maybe we haven't completely seen all of yet that have an opportunity to step up and make plays. I, I enjoy that aspect of football and the game. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for. How about you? What are you looking for in this game? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm so <laughs> honestly, I, I was looking for a lot of things when this game was a Sunday game. And now that it's a Tuesday game, yeah. um, I thinking about I doing something else. No, I'm going to watch. I just, as far as like, what am I looking for? What am I waiting for? I don't even know because this is a, you're going into a game where uh, the league has made it very clear. They don't want you to win. And so I just don't, I I don't know what to watch for. Um, I want to see Jake Curran continue to excel at right tackle because he's been, he's been a really nice addition over there. Yes, I agree. Um, He's been a nice upgrade over Shell. So I think the fact that Shell's contract is expiring and they were looking at three needing three new starters on the offensive line, I think they can go into next year thinking they need two. Um, and one of which you've, you know, you've got Stoneforth Scythe, who's looked good when he's gotten a chance to play. I wouldn't depend on him. They need to go get a veteran to compete with him at um left tackle, unless you can go get a guaranteed starter. Um, you know, like, you know, someone who's like 
basically Dwayne Brown, but five or six years uh, younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kind of look at um, at this and you're just like, okay, that I want to see him play more. I'd love to see, um, you know, if Collins can't go because of whatever the reason, get, you know, we, and we know that uh, Travis Homer is also not going to go. Yeah, let's, let's get, give let's, Josh Johnson some some carries. Or get DJ Dallas more carries. Like, let him actually have some touches that aren't just uh, on kick returns. Um, yes. Let him do some other things. I want to see Rashad Penny come out and ball out like he has the last, um, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks and and, and yeah, really, we, yeah, yeah, really and really, you know, show that he is finally healthy and finally able to do what we wanted him to do for the, for the last four I years. I think that that's really important for him. I think it's important mm-hmm. for the team if we elected to bring him back like on a one-year minimum contract, um, yeah. which is possible. Um, but it's important for him, you know, because as a human being, he's gone through a lot. I know that he completely ditched all of his social media because of all the negative impact that it had on his as as a person and i care about that like that really to me affects me and i want to make sure that he feels good about himself first and foremost and then as a football player he's able to do what he has dreamt about doing all his life and he's finally reached a point where his body Mm -hmm. isn't getting in his way and i think that that's really cool yeah, so um, I think that when we look at um, at this year and this game, I want to see those guys. I want to see Daryl Taylor and um, Robinson uh, on the defensive line come in and, and, yeah. and play well. Do you know, Keith, that uh, the Seahawks have the second fewest sacks on the season at 21? That doesn't surprise me at all. Lowest is the Falcons at 16. Last year we were at about 16 this time of the year. We kind of caught up a little bit but this year we're at 21 we caught up last year actually halfway through the year and we ended up being one of the larger sack leaders in the league but this year we have not we've we've languished and you know you take a look at at that combined with turnovers um this team's just really struggling to make differences and get off the field because they can't get to the quarterback to stop the quarterback and they can't turn they're not turning the other team over and they're not getting sacks they're not and that's how they end up with all of these drives that are like 12 plays in 8 minutes yes um and right. and that kind of stuff where teams are because they can't get off the field and and so i want to see those kids you know turn it loose a little bit more um it dunlap was the he was the guy they brought in that helped really turn around the pass rush last year and he's been worthless um as a whole now he's he's, yeah i don't understand that he made a couple of of really big important plays against the 49ers with the safety sack and also you know batting that ball down on on fourth down at the end of the game walk walk off yep um and so he he's made some big plays but overall like his stats are terrible um and really they've got you know the one guy that they've had that has gotten pressure on the quarterback um, and gotten sacks has been Daryl Taylor. Like everyone else, Kerry Hyder has not lived up to anything. Um, you know, Rasheem Green has done well at times, but then he takes long stretches where he doesn't do much. Yeah. Um, it's right. just been the two, it's just been the two, the two second year players, the two kids, um, and nobody else. Yes. Um, and so they're going to go into this offseason looking at, yes. okay, Dun- Dunlav's gone. Yes. Um, and, 
you know, they're they're once again needing to restock defensive end. Um, Benson Mayoa of all the wasted roster spots. Um starting strong side linebacker right now. Right now he is. He started out, you know, um, he was always a rotational guy on the Leo side. He has they, no uh, business being out there more than 40% of the snaps. He has no business being out there. Why are they playing him? Well, when he when he's overutilized, Keith, as we talked about last year, that's what happens. Well, yeah, but at this point in the year, you're t- saying, okay, it's over. Let's play kids. Yes. He shouldn't be playing. Don't even activate Correct. him. Put Robinson over there. I'd rather play him. Yeah. You know, we activated Tanner Muse, brought him up on the roster. Let's see what Tanner Muse can do. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, th- these are the types of things. Like, I, I, we need to see some different different guys play. We, I know, I know what Pete, I know is what, not, is well, not part I, of this future. You and I both know what Pete Carroll is all about. And I guarantee you 150% that Pete Carroll, until he's mathematically eliminated, he's going to do everything he can to put every position player on the field to give himself the best chance to win. And that's what they're doing, you yeah, know? And so know. as soon as that moment happens, I yeah. think you'll see a, a quite a transformation on, on the, game day and play. which and because of the league's stuff is almost certainly going to happen tomorrow don't count your uh your chickens before they hatch man you never know uh <laughs> you never know seahawks come in just wipe them out i would love that you know it doesn't I, happen I would, very often in the nfl but man it, it could happen too. and we see st- stuff like that kind of happen occasionally like you mentioned detroit um, just beating up on Arizona, which and Arizona was, looked awful in that game, and nobody even in Detroit expected that. No, um, so we'll and just Jared be like, Goff right. actually looked good. It was crazy. I know, I couldn't couldn't believe it. I was like, it's, what? <laughs> um, so it can happen. I mean, Seattle can go and just completely wipe them out, and it's be like, what happened? Yeah, um, because Seattle's been playing better. You know, and they so I anticipate the last couple of games have been good. Yeah, I anticipate this being a, a, a pretty decent game. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Donald's still a, a game wrecker, and that's you know, we're gonna have to deal with him. But he's also been dealing with a sore knee and missed practice for a chunk yes, of the week. Right. So, so we'll, see. we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, do you got a prediction? I know it's hard, but no, just give me a number, just do it. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Four quarters. We're gonna have four quarters of football, folks. You that we num- can promise. You said a number, not a score. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a score. I'm, okay. I'm gonna hold my word here. I'm gonna say Seattle's gonna come out of this game like 28-17, and and they're gonna win. And I and I think that they're gonna win because they're a focused team. I think the Rams have been dealing with a lot of stuff this week, and I think that they're distracted. We're gonna go in and take something that I think that we were gonna win anyway. I think we were going to go in and we were going to take this game on Sunday. We've been playing with a lot of momentum. Russell Wilson's been looking really good. He's been playing within himself, playing within the offense a little bit. Guys have been stepping up. Defense has been playing well. Hasn't been getting to the quarterback, but they've been doing everything else pretty pretty darn good. Haven't letting anything get in, you know, past them over the top. Uh, Matthew Stafford's been doing an excellent job at that. I think they lead the league in yards per play and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's top five you know, this year, no doubt about it. Um, but we'll see what happens. So let's get out of here. So, um, and we're still friends by the way. 
<laughs> of course we are. Um, so the Seahawks are seven point underdogs. This is really so, you know, I um, think the Rams are a better team regardless of COVID. It's they just are. Yeah. This, I'm just, this year. I'm just looking at um, with this game has gone from, well, it depends on where you're, where you're looking. Um, this game has gone from Seattle being seven point underdogs to over the last 24 hours um, to tightening Seattle being 14 and a half point underdogs. Ooh, not tightening up 14 and a half. That's ridiculous. That's no, not. that's an absurd line in NFL football, Keith. Nobody has 14 and a half. Nobody is giving 14 and a half to anybody in this league, hardly ever. So that's um, that's a that's I don't even know where that comes from. I mean, well, if, it's, it, if it's larger than seven, I would be astonished. It comes from Seattle losing their best corner and this year their best receiver, while the Rams have gotten their best corner their second best corner and a whole bunch of other players back. Okay. Let's line them up. See what happens. Yep. I don't think we're going to lose by 14. No, Vegas is saying that uh, the pushing the game back cost Seattle uh, in terms of its line, seven points. Like they went from being, uh, from being pretty big underdogs to being, they yeah, and well into in tonight's game, it cost the Bears three and a half points from yeah. you know losing more guys from, and from COVID in this game too. So. And that might continue to drop right up till kickoff. So yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yep. All right. Excellent. Thanks. Yeah. Follow Keith on Twitter at Mars NFL. I'm at NWC Hawk and Northwest Seahawk. Uh, the show is at Hawks Playbook. SeahawksPlaybook.com has all the content. You can find us in your favorite podcast app or everywhere. And then uh, follow us and subscribe on YouTube, got our own YouTube channel. Look us up at, uh, at Seahawks Playbook Podcast. And um, when you find it, subscribe and then share it. Definitely. That would be great. So thank you. Yep. All right. We'll see you next time. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.